we're back. Put the headphones back on. We're all ready to go to with the show. Okay, what is the best hand to write with? The right one? Uh, neither. Oh. It's best to write with a pen. Um. There you go. What is the best hand to write with? Neither. It's best to write with a pen. Yay us. Yay us. There we go. Uh, uh, Vikings is up. Oh. Three to seven. Yes. Go on, Vikes. Go, go, go. I got my Viking jacket out. And I apparently bought a new one last year. I went to my Viking section. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what, what is this one? I don't remember buying it. <laughs> so I have no idea. Now you have a backup if yours is dirty. Well, now I got four, five. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I got five. So. Yeah, what can I say? I love purple, too. Got to get to seven for every day of the week. You're almost there. There you go. There you go. Okay, who's up next? We have a Gail who just moved from the farm to the suburbs, and her dog is not liking a leash. Ah, there we go. Hi there. How you doing? Is it me? Oh. Yep, you bet. Gail? Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what we, ca- she's um, almost two. Okay. And we lived on a farm, and we had an invisible fence. Okay. And took the pop collar off, and she could... We ran and ran and ran. Not me, but, you know. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. whole thing. And so that was her whole life. And then we moved back to the cities. And now I live in the suburban world. Mm-hmm. And what kind of dog is it? You name it. She's everything. Well, what does she closely resemble? Um, Lab, Husky, Pitbull, okay. German Shepherd. How many pounds? She's one of... 105. Oh, my. Now, is that a true weight, or is she overweight? No, she's not overweight. She's just muscular because she's pit bull. Okay. Yep. Uh, yep. I know that's still yep. big for a pit. <laughs> Most pits don't get that big. Well, she could be 100. I just, okay. you know, I took her to the vet. Yeah, I take her, but she hates the car. She, we run, um, I, we go out at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my. Because she... Yes, I do, because she runs, because that's what she does. Okay. And we have those, like, LED colors. Mm-hmm. Both of us do. Okay, I mean, good. that sounds good. kind of creepy, but, yeah. No, I've no, no, that's one. good, because I get... got one on me, I've got good. one on her. You can be seen, and that's important. <laughs> it, it's very important. But her whole life is running. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. to be a little patsy dog on a collar, it's... It's not her deal. Okay, but and now, so, heads up, heads up now, okay? The thing is, okay. is that you've got to change, okay? You chose to move back into the city and bring a dog, country dog, into the city. So what you have yeah, to do now is that, okay, you're going to teach her to walk on a line, a leash, and that's, you know, get a tra- training collar and away you go. And then another thing is, is that uh, start using her mind. Give her mental stuff to think about. Teach her tricks. Teach her nose work. Get 101 dog tricks for uh, 101 dog tricks by Sundance. Uh, get the brain teaser book, a brain teaser for dogs, and start using her mind instead of letting her run and run and run. You know what I mean? Give her something to think about because she's two years old. But all of a sudden, by running that much, she's going to start having joint problems. And if she's that heavy, she's going to start having joint problems. You don't want this big of a dog running, running, running. If she truly is a hundred pounds, okay? They're not meant for running. It's just like a five, a three hundred pound yeah, guy. She runs like a greyhound. Okay, she well, runs I don't like care how she runs. runs. I'm just telling you, you're oh, going okay. down the going down the avenue. That 
that you're going to all of a sudden grow ACLs. And then if you got $8,000 per, you're, you're doing fine. Okay, so that whole thing is is up to you. You cha- you change the dynamics that so you've got to change the household, and by teaching tricks, teaching nose work, teaching obedience, working on sits, downs, stays, you know, and comes and such like that, make her look to you for direction. Okay. Okay. Um, she she does. No, when we go at two o'clock in the morning, there's no way she runs away from me. When I decide to change direction. Okay, but that's what we're talking about, okay? We're talking about you do you need to give your dog a job, okay? Instead of running and running and running. You are No, just, no, but she changes direction when I say we're going. Okay, yeah, but say, you're out there Emma, all by yourself. But you're out there all by yourself with no nothing around. If something would this pop up, my guess the dog that rabbit would win and you would lose. Or that person would win and you'd lose. <laughs> Start building the team between the two of you, okay? Okay. You have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Who's up next? Uh, We have Julie. So Julie uh, has a 12-year-old dog named Rocco. Okay. And she's uh, worried about making sure he gets enough protein and make sure he eats enough. Okay. Hi there. How you doing? Hi. Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Now, what are you feeding now? Well, um... I have gone to making his food. I make human food. Um, what? So I, like this last week, I've, it's uh, hamburger, brown rice, mixed vegetables. Okay. I supplement with bananas, wall, um, watermelon, cucumbers. Um, he always wants to eat because that's what he's always done. Okay. But, um, and, he, and he's in great shape. People can't believe he's that old. Nice. But I think he looks like he's getting skinnier. You can see his ribs. He's okay. a lab pit mix. Okay. Twelve and a half years old. Okay. Um, he was suffering from some a prolapsed rectum last spring. Oh bummer. Early, which is why I changed his food. Good. Good for you. I'm yeah. I'm making everything. Good for you. Oh, I'm impressed. Have you ever gone to the uh, Have you gone to the website uh, uh, primalpooch.com? Oh no, I haven't. Go to com because that will help you get more diversified in what you give the dog. Okay? okay, because you don't yep. want to give the dogs too much rice, because rice is a right. starch. But you're doing it right because you got brown rice is better than white rice. Okay, because right. if you look at a dog's plate, it should be three quarters meat, an eighth uh-huh. calcium, and an eighth veggie veggies is what it should be. Okay, okay, but anyway, okay. okay so what was your question? I'm sorry. <laughs> so my question is, um, so I went on online and it looked like I need to feed him a half a pound of of protein a day. Okay. Does that sound right? Well, it just depends on every dog. You know, an older dog doesn't require many calories because right. uh, they're done growing and it's just, they're mm-hmm. just maintaining. So the best way, right. it's just like with humans. We know if we eat too much, we get fat. <laughs> yeah, if we don't eat enough, we get skinny. It. So right. the best right. thing to do is you stand the dog once a week to, uh-huh. and you're standing over the top of them. Take the tip mm-hmm. fingertips uh, of your hands. Okay, mm-hmm. start at the shoulders. Okay, just, yep. you know, you got the shoulders, and now go straight back, like in yep. mid of the ribs. Just go yep. straight back. Without pushing, you should feel the mm-hmm. casing of the ribs, okay? I if do. you're if you're feeling too, you know, like a little bit, little bit more gaps in between, okay, then maybe mm-hmm. you want to bump the uh, bump the food up. So then if you feel the dog once a week, you'll get know okay. if you have to bump it up or bump it down for the next week, okay? Okay. And so that's okay. what you just want to do is go up. For that size dog, you can go up by uh-huh. a half a cup, you know, a time, okay. you know, a day, a half a cup a sure. day. 
you know, of more mm-hmm. food and just see how that goes. Because there's good, especially now we're getting into, oh, Lordy, I'm going to say the big W. We're getting into the winter months. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, but I walk them every day. Well, that's nice. What, yeah, that's yeah, good. Unless that's... it's pouring rain, we don't walk okay. on pouring rain days, but we walk every other oh, day. Oh, nice, nice. No one everything. That is know. excellent. But So that's what you want to be able to do, though, is that get, okay. don't go by what your eyes see. Okay. Go by what mm-hmm. you, and you get, you, if you do this once a week, you get really good at okay. feeling and, and knowing, okay, if you've got to bump up or bump down. But remember, you're not no. pushing. You're just starting by the shoulders no. and then mid, mm-hmm. mid-rib cage, you're just mm-hmm. going to go from the Because as a dog old, gets older, their muscles atrophy. So yeah. then what happens is that the, uh, the, they become, they look a little bit more ribbier because the muscles mm-hmm. on their back starts you know, kind of falling, kind of like what us humans do right. at times. Things yeah. shift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what I wondered, if it was just atrophy of his muscles or if I'm just really not feeding him enough. Yep, so no, just, just go by that. And like I say, obviously, if he's got a beautiful coat, you know, shiny coat, mm-hmm. he's got the energy, you know, yes. you're doing it right. Yep. You know, because a lot yep. of, you know, like a let's say a pit or a boxer, if they're standing straight, they should look like just sleek. Now, if they turn their head yep. to look at something, you as they turn their body, you should be able to see the casing of the ribs. Okay, but then when they turn back and stand straight, you can't see the ribs. Okay. Okay. I can I can see his ribs when we walk. Okay. I can see them. Okay, as you walk, as you're looking down on him, right? Correct. Okay, then I would probably bump up a little bit there. Yep, by a half a cup. Okay. Try try a half a cup. And uh, always, if you want to gain weight on a dog, you add to the evening meal. If you want them to lose oh, okay. weight, then you have the light dinner and a heavy breakfast. Oh, but if you want okay. to gain weight, it's a light breakfast and a heavy dinner. Okay? Kind of okay. like with us. Yeah. And with, if, we, yeah. if we eat a piece of pizza before we go to bed, guaranteed a pound <laughs> in the morning. You know? That's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, I appreciate it, though, for you. Because mostly I'm always telling people we got to get that weight off. So, I'm proud mm-hmm. of you that you're even asking that you have to bump it up. I don't get that very yeah. often. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, no. I know that how important his joints are. Yes. As they get older, you have to... They need to be leaning. Exactly. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, kiddo, thank you so much for the call. So Have much. a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, I'm so proud of it. So the cooking for him, too. That's awesome. Okay. In which country do people send the most text messages? United States, China, Philippines, or Switzerland? There you go. I can say that. We'll be right back. It's here, just in time for fall. Pumpkin Spice Fitness. The YMCA has new Pumpkin Spice Pilates, Pumpkin Spice Swimming, Pumpkin Spice Spin, and more. Every workout has a whisper of nutmeg, every curl a hint of clove, and your sweat will smell like cinnamon. Plus, you'll get a free Pumpkin Spice Fitness Assessment to help you have a healthy fall. Spice up your routine at ymcanorth.org. Hey, back. We're back. The Katie K9 Show on MyTalk1071.com. Remember, all the shows here on MyTalk are podcasts. You can go to all our show pages. Not at the same time, but you can go to my uh, show page and you can get all my past shows uh, from 2018 all the way up. So that's pretty cool. All right. In which com- country do people send the most text messages? The United States, China, Philippines, or Switzerland? Which do you think? The United States? Nope. Oh. I was very surprised at this one. The hmm. Philippines. Oh, interesting. Yes, I just wonder why. 
I don't get that. I don't know. The most most text messages. I wonder if um, it was using like Instagram and Facebook, like if those kind of messages take off the U.S.'s text, because I think a lot of people um, like my age DM each other instead of text. So I wonder if that's like involved in the numbers oh, okay. there. You okay. Know? okay. Maybe that has something to do with it. Okay. Yeah, that's I just I was very surprised in that. I thought for sure it would be United States. I really did. Oh, well, it is what it is. Okay, got a holler or got a, got a question? Give a holler. There we go. The open lines. Everybody waits until the last second to call. And so now let's, uh, if you call now, I can get to you. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay, barking. We're, gone. We're talking about barking dogs today. Okay, uh, the phone rings and the dog barks. Okay. Or the other thing is, is okay, the phone rings, dog doesn't bark. But the minute you pick it up and start talking, the dog is barking in your face. Barkity, 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 barkity. I had one client's one that had American Eskimo. And so she would tell people to call at certain times so that she could be like in the garage or whatever with the phone so the dog wouldn't, she could actually talk on the phone. And I'm like, who's running this house? So I said, okay. I said, this is what we're going to do. You're going to have somebody call you at, at the, you know, uh, let's say seven o'clock. Okay. You're going to get your spray bottle, fill it with water, set it on stream. Okay. And the minute, you know, the, the phone rings, you know, you go pick it up and be ready. Have your hand on the trigger. And the minute the pup's going to start barking, you give the growl, blast and quiet. Ah, blast quiet. Okay. And as soon as the dog quiets to say, thank you. Okay. Then I tell the person to call back in 10 minutes. Okay, now she's been putting this up with this for about two years, all right? Okay, she did it three times in one day. Dog never barked at her again when she was on the phone. If anything, he'd say, yeah, not so much, I'm out of here. You know, but it took that just a a little simple and and staying to your guns. And then the the dog got so good that once in a while, like, she'd be talking and she'd look at her and kind of like, maybe I think, and she'd give him a, ah, ah, and no problem, I'm done. So that's why you have to decide, uh, you have to, what am I going to do? Now, another thing too, doorbells on uh, TVs or dogs on TVs, a lot of dogs will go nuts and ballistic with. There again, get your spray bottle out, fill it with water, set it on stream, and then, ah, blast to the face, leave it. Ah, blast, leave it. As they're going to the TV, they haven't started barking yet. Okay, now if they started barking, then it's quiet. All right. But that's where you're going to get good and time it well that, okay, all of a sudden there's a doorbell. And I know sometimes, sometimes you can see it coming and sometimes you can't. So, but the thing is, is be prepared. Sit with that spray bottle so that you are right, Johnny. If the dog does start barking, then it's ah, blast quiet. And remember, as soon as they quiet, don't say good girl or good boy. That gets them all nutsy in the heads. You're like, let's roll. You're just going to call me, go, thank you. Or very nice. Be what you want the dog to be calm and steady a lot of times people start screaming and yelling knock it out bad dog shame on you and the dog's like whoa let's bark together and you're just stirring the pot so that's why you got to calm down don't feed into the frenzy okay same thing now dogs that we talked earlier dogs uh doorbells okay that's fine barky barky somebody's at the door but then once you see who it is then ah quiet your job's done okay and if they don't then i blast quiet Thank you. Very nice. Okay. And then um, it's what you allow. 
and and sometimes I know I was like, let's say you say, well, I don't mind. Most days I don't mind it, but there are some days. But the, the people that are over, guests that are over, they don't want to hear all that. You know, as far as barkety barkety, you know, blah, 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 blah. they want a dog that's under control. So the thing is, is that before you even open that door, you're going to have the dog on a leash. Okay, now knock, knock, knock. Somebody's at the door. Okay, you see who it is. Okay, you're, you're fine with who's at the door. Then now, ah, quiet. If they don't, blast. Hey, quiet. Now, you're going to keep a, a leash by the door. You're going to hang it or put it in a drawer or in a closet. Before you open that door, you're going to put the leash on the dog. Okay, and then you're going to be facing east and west if your company's coming in north and south. You want people to put, walk past you, not into you. Okay? And so now what you're going to do is you're going to step on the leash. Dog is on your left side. Step on the leash. Obviously, it depends on how tall your dog is. Okay, if you got a chihuahua, it's maybe like six inches to the hook. Okay, don't pin him to the ground. We're not pinning him to the ground. We just want to put our foot on the leash so if the dog lurches forward at the person coming in, they correct themselves. Just step on the leash. With little dogs, you just need one foot. Now, if you got bigger dogs, medium to big dogs, you use both feet so they don't get dumped on your butt. So you're standing, if the dog, you know, like I say, if the dog tries to lose forward, they're going to correct themselves. Okay, then if they go to bark, ah, quiet. If they don't, phew, blast, quiet. And you're going to tell your company, don't anybody look at the dog, touch the dog, nothing. Walk right on past, okay? Walk right on past. Tell your company to go sit in the living room, the kitchen, the deck, whatever. Okay, so then what you're going to do, then now, uh, eventually, as a dog gets better manners, when you say quiet, they quiet. You don't need the water anymore. And you're facing east and west as your company's coming in north and south, and you're standing on the leash. Okay, then what we want to do is start asking the dog to sit and remain in the sit as people walk by. Okay, I'll bump it up for after a while. Also, too, let's say you're out for a walk and you want to stand and talk to somebody, and your dog is like, blah, 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 blah. Or let's say your dog is jumping up on you and jumping up on you. Okay, dog is on your left side. What you're going to do is you're going to, uh, the leash is in your right hand, the handle of the leash is in your right hand holding it. The leash in, and the rest of the leash is in your left hand. Drop your left hand and then quickly step on the, the leash left right real fast left foot then right foot left foot stops the leash puts the distance between your foot and the dog you know where the dog is hooked on and then the right foot anchors it so that you don't get dumped on your butt but what you want to do is left foot right foot practice it before you need it then you're going to get really good you don't even have to look at the leash and depending on the size of your dog you you do well to put a knot in the leash so you know right away that's where your, your left foot has to go to stop the leash and then the right foot obviously goes right next to it because anchor it okay but now you're keeping the dog from jumping up on you and lurching out at people instead of restraining them and having Good upper body strength. <laughs> you know, now you're just going to stand on the leash and ignore the dog. And usually the dog will lurch two times and sit. And then all of a sudden they'll try one more time. And then you see them laying down on a loose. When they lay down, the leash is totally loose. You're no longer restraining the dog. So that's one way to gain control. Stand on the leash. Ignore the dog. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Don't talk to him. Don't do anything. Side profile to the dog, remember, is a calming signal. Hey, you got a question? Give a call. 651-641-1071. Oh, and the bikes are 10 to 3, or is that changed? 
Um, I can check an update right okay. now. It was 10 to 3. Yeah. Still 10 to 3. Yay, we're ahead. Yay, I got my Viking shirt on. Or jacket or whatever you want to call it. But anyway. Okay, so stepping on the leash. Uh, keep the dog from jumping up on you and out at people. So that's what you can do at the door. Because so, the whole thing is, folks, if you work on calmness, the dog learns that calmness gets what they want. Boy, things start going really smooth. Uh, let's say you're going to go uh, to the car. Okay, and don't ask you to, you want to go for a ride? And you get the dog go, blah, 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 blah. you know, yeah, 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 we're going for a ride, we're going for a ride. Or, uh, and so then you get to the car, and the dog is like dancing and dancing. You open the car door, and the dog just flies into the car. And then, honestly, then what happens with the rest of your ride? The dog is back and forth, back and forth. We're over a ride, we're over a ride. Because you rev them up. Don't rev them up. Be polite about it. Go for a walk. Okay, and then you be calm and steady like that. Don't get the dog all crazy to do things. You may say it's fun. It looks down. It looks like the dog's having fun. He has fun with you anytime he's with you, just being with you. But you don't have to wrap him up and get him all crazy. And then now he's over the top, and now you have to try to calm him down. So that dog, put him in the car. You want him to sit, wait, and then you open the car door. If he goes to go in, take the leash, give it a pop, wrong. Sit, wait, open the car door again. He gets up, ah, wrong. Sit, wait. Now when you open the car door, the dog should politely look to you like, may I? Now the dog is calm, and now you say car, hop in, and now he goes in calmly. And we'll work on coming back out in a second, okay? Why is a horse like a wedding? Why is a horse like a wedding? We'll be back. Introducing Old Dutch's two newest flavors, Dutch Crunch Garden Herb and Everything Bagel Popcorn. Garden Herb Kettle Chips are seasoned with a flavorful medley of fresh herbs and spices to make any occasion worth reminiscing about. Premium Everything Bagel Popcorn is another new must-try. Flavored with a delicious blend of sesame seeds, poppy seeds, dried onion, and garlic that's sure to be one of your new favorites. Stop by your local grocery or convenience store to pick up your favorite local snacks. Old Dutch Foods. Quality lives here. All right. All then. Hey, we got open lines. That doesn't happen very often. I know because the Vikes are playing their first game. Everybody's up tailgating. And guess what? It's tied right now. 10 to 10. No, 10 to 10. Oh, well. It's early. It's early. So anyway, I get to watch the last half when I get home. So I get to listen to it on the way home and watch the last half. So that's always good. So yeah, so give a holler. 651-641-1071. It's a rarity where we don't have calls waiting, so you have to wait in line. So there is no line waiting right now. So 651-641-1071. Why is a horse like a wedding? I have no idea. Because they both need a groom. Uh, okay, I need to pull up the rim shot. Wait, wait. Tink, tink, tink. Yeah, because they both need a groom. There you go. All right. Okay. It's a little late, but it's still well, there. That's, that's fine. That's, yeah, that's okay. It's there. It's there. Okay, so what we went to break, we were talking about the weight at the car. So you're going to have the dog wait. And, you know, you do this, you've got, you know, got him hopefully in a training collar, like a star mark collar or whatever training collar. And so that, you know, it's something that the dog will listen to that you remember the collar should unleash should always be loose. All right. Always loose. If they go ahead, you give it a pop, but you can try it with a harness, give it a pop, a snap, a jerk. It's not the muscle behind a correction. It's the quickness of it. Don't pull. Yep. 
pop. It's a quick snap, okay? So we got the dog. We said, wait. We're going to um, open the car door. Okay, the dog is sitting there looking to you like, may I? And now you can say car because the dog is calm. You're calm. And then now you can say hup or car or in or whatever type thing. Dog gets in there. Yay. Now go for your ride. Now, if you have a dog that's car sick, what you do is start give give them uh, ginger, a pinch of ground ginger daily in their food. Mix it with a little bit of pumpkin or a little bit of uh, yogurt or whatever. You want to get them acclimated to the smell of ginger. And um, ginger settles the stomach. So then before you're going to go for a car ride, you can either make a ginger snap yourself and put extra ginger in her, nix the sugar, and just put a little bit of extra ginger in it. Or you can go to like Trader Joe's and get their triple ginger ginger snaps or a bakery that's got good ginger snaps. And anyway, um, and then what you're going to do is give them like, what well, depends on the size of the dog. If you got a bait in the size of the cookie. Okay. So, you know, small dogs always get just a little bit and mediums get a little bit bigger. And so you average size, like let's say an Oreo size. Okay. Cookie. If you got a big dog, you give two of them. Got a medium dog, it'd be one of them. And if you got a small dog, give it half. But if they eat the whole cookie, that's fine too. That's whatever. So then uh, hopefully now, because a lot of times if dogs, every time they go in, they get uh, car sick. It's like going to the dentist and hearing the drilling and you get sick, okay? So that's why what you want to do is go for shorter rides, down the driveway back up, then down the block and then back up. Every day go for a little ride and then extend it and extend it as you can see the dog being calm about it. But a lot of times, if you like I say, if you stay calm, that will help the dog a lot. Put on the stereo, start singing. Okay. Okay. Now we come back from our ride and then we go to open the door. We tell our dog to wait before you open the door. Okay. And if the, as you go to open the door, if the dog leans forward, ah, uh-uh, wrong. Shut the door. Okay. Then you're going to say, wait again. Okay. Open the car door. Don't keep repeating the com- commands. Just wait. And that's it. Open the door. If they lean forward like they're going to come flying out. Slam the door. Wrong. Okay. Let's try it again. Wait. Okay. You open the car door. They lean in. All right, and so then um, when you can see they're relaxed, then you just call me, say, let's go. And so now they're going to come out, all right? So the whole thing is is that now they're going calm into the car, and they're being calm coming out of the car. That's the same thing. Let's say you have a kennel like in a um, uh, SUV, you know, in the back. Okay, when you go to open the SUV, now when you go to open the kennel to let the dog out, uh, 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 wait, and you should be able to open that kennel door totally, get your leash on, collar and leash or whatever, and then the dog is waiting for you, and then you're going to say, let's go. Okay, and same thing with the kennel is with the door. If you go to open the kennel, the dog leans forward like, I'm coming. Slam the door. Wrong. Okay, try it again. Wait. Okay, don't keep repeating. Wait, 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 wait. Just say wait once. Okay, then we want to be, if he tries to fly out, slam the door. Wrong. Wait. Open the kennel. But you want to be able to open that kennel door totally, and the dog is waiting for you. All right, and then politely and calmly comes out of the kennel and out of the car. And that could be with any kennel, kennel in the house also. Teach manners. Get them to look to you for direction. And then what's happening is you're building a better relationship. And calmness is nice to have. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, uh, we have Allison, and she has a puppy that uh, is still being very mouthy, like biting. Okay. Hi, Allison. How you doing? Good, Katie. How are you? Good, good. So what kind of puppy do you have? We have a golden doodle. She just turned six months, and she's just such a sweetheart and such a delight. Okay. But still so mousy, and I 
and I feel like I'm doing things wrong because I, I kind of grab her by the snout and I say, no bite. And then she settles down a little bit. And then it starts all over again. Yep. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't want to grab the snaz or slap the snaz. Mm-hmm. Just get yourself the, uh, the uh, spray bottle. Okay. Set it and put, fill it with water, set it on stream, kind of carry mm-hmm. it with you. Uh, on your belt loop or whatever type thing. And so then mm-hmm. what's going to happen as you're petting her, try to set her up like my, my trigger her to do that. Okay, mm-hmm. start, you, you know, start to pet her and here comes the mouth. Give her a growl. Ah, blast her as the teeth are coming and in the face and go, no bite. Ah, blast, no bite. As soon as oh, she backs oh. off, just call me and say, thank you. Let's say you're petting her and here comes the teeth and you don't have the spray bottle. Okay, freeze your hand on the dog. Don't take it off. Freeze it right where it is, where she's going to try to nibble at you. Give the growl. Ah, no bite. Hey, ah. Usually that third, ah, they start licking your hand. And then mm-hmm. slowly take your hand away, say thank you, and then go on to something else. A lot of trainers will tell you to put, give them something they can chew on. Here, have this. Here, have that. Stop biting me. Well, if you look at it from the dog's point of view, Oh boy, this is really cool. I poke you, I get a toy. I like poking you a lot. <laughs> and so there's got to be reprimanding. If they were hanging off a of ma's teeth, a ma's teeth, if they were hanging off a of ma's ear, you know, nipping at ma's legs and nipping at her butt or her, or her, or her tail, ma would give a growl like, hey, knock it off. You know, and the pup didn't listen to the growl. The mom would quick pull around, come around with her teeth around the neck and squeeze. And the pup would yelp like, I'm sorry. Okay, mom would slowly let go of the grip. Pup would slowly back off. Okay, got it, got it. A little bit later, the pup would come up like still ticked. Mom would give a, still ticked, stay away from mom. The pup learned if I listen to the growl, the correction doesn't come. Okay? And that's why you want to become a, ah, 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 ah. Okay, get that deeper, slower down. It's not the volume. What it is is the deepness and slowness that the dog will start taking you, you know, seriously. And seeing the golden doodles, you got to remember you know, golden retrievers, they are very oral, they're retrievers, right? Okay, then you then you got the smart and cleverness of a poodle, okay, and you got the silliness of the golden, and so you got smart and clever, silly dog. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the black. We're having so much fun with her. She's just so mouthy still. Yeah, and so that's why but there's got to be a consequence now. Ah, blast, uh, no bite. If you have to, you can go half organic apple. If she doesn't back off with the plain water, then go organic apple cider vinegar, half or water, and half organic apple cider. And then you just aim for the nose or the mouth. And if you accidentally get it in her eyes, you don't have to worry about that. It gets swooshed really quick. They got three eyelids, okay? And so that's why mace doesn't work on dogs. <laughs> and so um, anyway, so that's what you want to do, though. But you just, ah, ah, ah. If you can see it coming, try to, you know, re-get into her head. Poke the thought bubble. Pop the thought bubble. You can see it coming, you know what I mean, almost. Give her the, ah, like, don't even think it. You know what I mean? Try to stop her before it actually happens, okay? Yeah. And so then, like I said, and then when she does, you do get her to stop her with that growl. Ah, that was very nice. That was very nice. Let's go over here. What do we got over here? You know, redirect her, all right? Okay. Don't, do you, are you playing tug-of-war games with her? We do. We play tug of war, and I have eight grandchildren between the ages of one and oh, eleven. Lordy. Okay. And so when they're all over, it's just an S show because yep. she's running and playing, and they're chasing and running and playing. And there's times I just have to remove her and just kind of okay. We need breathe. To calm down. Everybody needs to breathe. Okay, but I would strongly suggest stop the game of tug of war. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And the reason because that teaches a dog to be pushy and go up against you. 
All right. And so at this point in time, because you're having mouthy problems and that, I would nix the tug of war with, you know, between two dogs is fine. Any tug of war between two dogs is fine. But between humans and dogs, that's not a good thing, especially in their early years, because you teach them to be pushy. And so, like, you have the kids, you know, throw something for her to go get, but don't let them play tug of war and don't you play tug of war. Okay. 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 I have another question if there's nobody sure. behind. I'd okay. love to ask another question. Sure. So, she, um, we've never had a female dog before, so um, our veterinarian said she will not spay her until she's gone through her first heat. Okay. And I have been reading up on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. How do I prepare? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you get doggy dities. But, yeah, I, 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 I disagree with vets that say they will not do it unless they go through that. that that's, it's your dog and your decision. And we've okay. been spaying females, you know, six months and up for eons. And okay. for things have been just fine. There's been a lot of research done or a lot of talking about when to get them fixed, males and females, and how much mm-hmm. better being intact for longer helps them. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to have a show dog, maybe. But, like I said, to me, it's my decision, my dogs, do you want to do it or not? Okay, and so the thing is, is that because the most first heat uh, can come in from nine months up. Most okay, I was of, ask you what you thought she might, how old she might be. Yeah, most up. of the heat cycles come nine months or better. Some it's, okay. you know, it's a little bit after a year. So it's just different. And then when they come in from the day they start bleeding, you mm-hmm. bark off 20 days. Well, no, wait, okay. back up. The, uh, the minute that they start bleeding, mark off 15 or 14 days. And then that's usually when they stop bleeding anywhere from the 13th to the 15th day. And that's mm-hmm. what they call standing heat. Whereas they are very, they smell and males can smell it for two miles. All right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they find your doorstep. All of a sudden you open, you won't, you won't find more dogs. <laughs> oh but, my and, God. and so then the thing is, is that now um, when they come into standing heat, you've got to be very diligent. You should be got to make sure you, you don't want the blood. And every dog is different. Some mm-hmm. dogs with their very first heat is just a light, kind of like in the human world. It's a very uh-huh. light, you know, like heat cycle. Whereas maybe they bleed for five days and then they're done. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the full heat cycle, the first day, they start bleeding till like 13 days into it, and then the standing heat. So usually I tell everybody, mark off 20 days in their calendar from the first day that they started bleeding, and then and they're, you're safe once they hit you 20 days, okay? okay. But then mm-hmm. what you got to do is, like I say, get some doggy dighties, because a, a male that knows what he's doing can nail your dog like so fast, you your draw, draw will drop. <laughs> There's dogs that can breed through cyclone fencing. All right. So it's yeah, it's it's crazy out there if you get a, a male that knows what he's doing. Okay. And so that's why you can get chlorophyll, not chloroform, okay? Chlorophyll. <laughs> and you can give her and you can rum her bottom with that a little bit. And what that does is it takes out the smell of of the period, you know what I mean? Of her being in yep. heat. And like I say, because her smell becomes stronger as she gets closer to being in, you know, standing heat. All right. right. Okay. Right. So, and then uh, I would strongly suggest that don't take her to parks when she's in heat to go uh, potty or anything, because then you're spreading that all over the place, and that's really going to get the dog going nuts. <laughs> so. I am 
just am wondering if I should, I don't want to be a push, but I really want to push my vet and say, I just would rather have to get this done. Yep. Well, it's your dollar, it's your money, it's your decision. Yeah. So, like I say, I, uh, anything after, you know, six months, now it's really detrimental to a dog to get fixed under six months. It yeah. really okay. is. But six mm-hmm. months and above, like if you want to wait till seven, eight months, okay, fine. Okay. But the thing is, usually nine months is kind of the sticky wicket and above where some dogs come into heat. The majority of them is about a year or so, but some will mm-hmm. come in heat at nine months. And once, and what happens, why they won't fix your dog when they're in heat is because their blood doesn't clot and they could bleed to death. Okay. And then, oh. and once you get the dog comes out of heat, most vets want you to wait four weeks so the body can reconnect and they don't have to worry about that happening. So, okay. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, Katie. Okay. You bet. You have a grand day. Thank you much for calling. Uh, and we're late. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's see. Where are we at here? The last one for the day. Okay. Who invented fire? Who invented fire? We'll be back. We're back. We're winding down. Okay, who invented fire? Uh, a caveman. <laughs> Ready? Mm-hmm. Some bright spark. Ah. Some bright spark invented fire. Sure. There we go. All right. That was the last one for this week. Now we have to wait till next week for more. <laughs> okay, let's get, we got try to squeeze in one last caller here. Hmm, we have Sissy, and she has um, questions about her cat. Something her vet told her about it having a UTI, and she wants a second opinion. All right, I don't know. But I'm not a vet, folks. Remember that I've just been around a lot. <laughs> so, hey, Sissy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. How old's the cat? Three. Oh, three. Ooh, this young one. Okay, yeah. and then what are you feeding? No, I was feeding her Pure Vita, uh, the dry food, and then canned food I would switch around. Okay. Um, and then she got this infection, and they told me that she would have to be on the Royal Canine for the rest of her life. No. Oh, good. No, but, but you did, <laughs> no, is this the only cat you have? Yeah. Okay. What you do want to do is that, remember, cats come from the desert. Okay. They get their moisture from what they eat. And so what happens is that the dog or the cats don't have it in the little noggin. I just ate a whole lot of dry stuff that I need to compensate for and drink a whole lot of water. But most cats can't. Uh, they don't. Um, they can't drink enough water to compensate for the dry matter. So what I would strongly recommend you do is that you get her on a total grain-free canned food. Okay. Also do some raw, like hamburger, ground ch- or, you know, ground up turkey, uh, chicken, <clears throat> a little bit of there, a little bit there. Okay, mm-hmm. and then also I would get her on uh, their standard process. Okay. You can get them at, like, uh, well, I get my stuff from Sassafras. Health store up in Force are up in White Bear Lake, and they mm-hmm. will mail out if you want. You don't have to go to the store. But Standard Process has a, a feline renal. And that's for kidneys and you know the whole renal support. Okay. 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 And then they also have a whole body support. Okay. And they also have an immune support. But what it, right? What if this was my cat? Okay, the the raw food, grain free, total, uh, um, uh, dr- uh, canned food, no dry food whatsoever. Ever? Uh, ever, 
ever. Oh. Okay, none. Zippo, not a, like I said, Pure Vita is excellent. But the problem is, now Pure Vita does have a grain-free canned food. But my cat, for some reason, uh, I've never had success with them. I don't know why. The Nutrisource Regular, they love. Okay, the Nutrisource oh, okay. got, the Nutrisource got like seven different uh, kinds with no, six kinds, with no chicken in it. And that's important because okay. you see all the, uh, most foods have chicken in it. And I, like I said, my Walter cat, he was, had a chicken allergy. And so it was really tough to find, you know, food, grain free foods with no chicken. And so I, okay. I kept asking uh, Nutrisource and they finally came out with six of them with no chicken in it. Okay, and so that's a good, but no more dry food whatsoever. Because the next okay. step will probably be crystals in the urine. Your, oh. your cat seems, at this young of age, abnormally sensitive to dry food. And that's why you've got a UTI so, so, uh, so this is early. Usually that happens like between seven, eight years old. Oh. Okay. So anyway, and then like I say, any raw, raw if you're making a hamburger, put a couple pieces, oh. you know, pitches into her, her dish. Uh, you're cutting up some chicken, cut up a couple people's, a couple pieces and put it in, in, in her food, in her like food raw? dish. Yeah. Yep. Raw oh, is okay. best. Because okay. cats okay. are meant to just eat mice and birds. Right. Mice and birds. That's it. All right. And so they have a total, total no carb need. So it's amazing how cats even survive on us feeding them dry food when they don't have access to birds and mice. All right. Okay. And so, like I say, uh, it's, it's a, uh, that's what you do because at this young age, and there are some cats that the way they're born in their, you know, their setup, <laughs> yeah. they have an abnormally small urethra and such like that, that things can happen. But uh, like I say, I'd, I'd just err on get off of all the, the uh, dry food. Go straight okay. to grain-free canned food. Now, remember, I'm not a vet, but I've just learned through the years, you know, uh, different situations on what's worked out really good at the end. <laughs> okay. So okay. it's good to just get Nutrisource. Yep, yep. Uh, the Nutrisource grain-free canned cat foods. Yeah, yeah Right? Yeah. And then, like, uh, let's see. Uh, also, I use um, da, 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 da. Dave's has a turkey and giblet. I get that one from Dave's Turkey and Giblet. Because um, we, uh, whatever you call it, because um, they use all the giblets. Now, Nutrisource has a turkey and liver, in it, which is a little bit different. you know. So that's why I like to rotate a little bit there. And then okay. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, Earthborn. Earthborn has got a grain-free... Um, I don't give shrimp to the cats. I don't. I'm not a bee believer in that uh okay. i've seen some weird things happen with cats and shrimp <laughs> but but um um earthborn has got one and i can't remember what it is it's like a, a salmon and tuna or something like that it's in a blue can it's in a blue can i okay, I, I like so that one how much would i feed her of a can because i've always gotten just the little ones yeah the little little ones the standard what i tell most people to do is start out with a half in the morning and a half at night Okay. Okay, and then mesh it up a little bit, put a little bit of warm water in there, so it's a little bit of gravy. And now how many pounds is your cat? Oh, shoot. I don't remember. Um, Close. Maybe, Close. I don't know, eight. Okay. okay. Is she overweight? Yeah. Is she overweight? I don't think so, but she's got a lot of hair, so I okay. Well, just go through the, uh, go through the coat. 
and just see if you can feel her ribs. You know, okay. don't push on the from the coat right. in. Go through the coat and then rub. And you and if you feel can feel the casing, that's good. If you can't, that's not good. Okay. <laughs> but getting it all the way on grain-free canned food and some raw and such like that, then the dog, the dog, the cat will become perfect white. But like I say, so the whole thing is their coat's going to be shinier. Everything, especially with the longer coat, this is going to really help you, uh, everything out, the box, the everything. And so okay. then, like I say, uh, and then they also had now they have raw for cats in the freezer sections, you know, like at Pet Atlas yep. Supply, Pet Supply and such like that. And then they also have um, uh, freeze-dried now for cats. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the difference between dog food and cat food, two things, actually. Cats have a higher protein need. So you want cats' food should be at least 90% protein and above. Okay. okay, and then um, also the cats have a higher terrine need. Okay, a terrine, T-A-U-R-I-N-E. And I tell some people if you're worried, then give them extra terrine. You know, so a pinch here, whatever. You can look okay. that up. You can look that up as yeah. far as that. But anyway, so that's that's the the big difference between dogs and cats. Okay, because okay. I used yeah. to have to with my Walter because of the chicken allergies, I couldn't find the canned. Grain free uh, uh, without chicken. I de- I give them dog meat. I gave them dog food. Not not on a regular basis. It'd be like one day of a uh, grain free, you know, uh, uh, cat, and then another day or two of, of dog grain free. You know, until I could figure out get, get them into raw food and such like that. It was a transition. So anyway, but so you can't- I could transition her from this. If she- I have I have the canned cane um, royal canine and the dry. Okay, yeah, don't, don't do the dry. Don't do the dry. If you didn't open so just, it, send it back. Send it back. But, oh. it, yeah, but the thing is, is that no, no more dry as of today. And then, yeah, if you want to do the, but no, then you're just going to go to the Nutrisource line and just start getting the different flavors and rotate it in. You, okay. Because she's been getting some uh, canned, you could just nix the dry and just totally tan, go totally to canned. Okay? Okay. 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 All right, good. Okay, you got another question? Give me a holler up at Katie's Canine because we we got to we got to run. It's the end of the show. Okay, Thank okay. You. have a great one. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, folks, cats have a total no carb need. Okay, and that's why like, if you're having a cat with has a lot of ear, crystals in the ear and urinary tract infections, pull them off of that uh, the uh, all dry food. Get them into the good canned foods like from Nutrisource. And then, the, you know, the Nutrisource has that kombucha. Uh, you can give that to the cats, too. Mix it in with their grain-free canned food. It's it's great. And so uh, you can use, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you just got to think a little bit. It'll all come together. Well, Lex, we made it. And what's the score? It is 10 to 10. Oh, there we are. Time. Okay, now I get to listen to it on the way home. Thanks to you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. We'll be back next week. And remember, if you don't train them, don't blame them. Have a great one. <laughs>